Hi, welcome to another episode of the Community Board Podcast and I'm here in this continuation of men's health information and I'm here today with Alfonso Gibbs. Hi Alfonso, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Alfonso, you told me, you were mentioning that you are located in Las Vegas. Yes, I am. And how, how do you get involved into the men's health network? I've been involved with the men's health network for probably close to 20 years. I started out in public health in Saginaw, Michigan, and I was put in contact with uh, the Men's Health Network through work I was doing back there. And from there I moved to Baltimore and stayed in contact. And in fact, in Baltimore we had what was billed as the nation's first men's health clinic. And from there I moved to Prince George's County, Maryland, where I worked with a program addressing the issues of adjudicated youth, dealing with um, problems that young boys had, and the goal was to prevent them from becoming incarcerated adult men. And so how long have you been now in Las Vegas? I've been in Las Vegas uh, about a year and three months, about 15 months. So now they're, well, I guess you're still pretty new. Do you, how do you, are you still on the field where you can have a, you know, make, make, make a change? Well, I think I can, um, and I think I do. Uh, the work that I do there is working with homeless men, and um, I work with them on, number one, getting them housed, but I'm dealing with a lot of the issues that they have around their health. Just recently, I lost one of my men that I was working with to cancer, and uh, he knew, uh, but didn't want to get the official diagnosis. He suspected, but didn't want to know the truth. So he put it off until it got to a point where myself and our nurse, our community mental health nurse, took him to the hospital where he stayed until he ended up going to hospice about two weeks later where he subsequently passed away. So I work with men on their mental health issues. Some are dealing with things like post-traumatic stress. Some are dealing with... Um, you mentioned that you work with the VA, correct? Yes, yes. But I, I'm not here on behalf of the VA. I'm here on behalf of the Men's Health Network. But um, I'm still working with the same similar population. They just happen to be veterans. But um, how, how is for men talking about mental health? Because I mean, across the board is a big stigma. But what about with men? Is that a bigger problem? I think the older men get, the more comfortable they become with who they are, and as a result, they acknowledge their issues, whether it be physical health or mental health. Whether they want to address them is another story. They know, they in this case, the population that I work with, they're aware of the issues that they have, but they are also aware that they have a choice, and they prefer to, in some cases, not deal with side effects of the medication. They prefer not to be bound by the constrictions of taking the medication on a certain by a certain regimen and um, adhering to that regimen 
And so they make their own choices and decisions. For you being here, uh, being part of the Men's Health Network over 30 years, right? 20. Uh, what would be your suggestion for somebody who's listening to this and would like to be a, get engaged, be a champion, be an advocate for men's health? What would you recommend for their first step to, to get in this network? I would say reach out, uh, look up menshealthnetwork.org and go online and look at some of the work that we do and find an area of interest and also look around your community because not only, and it's not just adult men. I, 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 my work has involved adult men and young boys throughout my career. And young boys become men. Unhealthy boys become unhealthy men. So whether it be physical health, whether it be emotional health, whether it be mental health, um, the sooner we begin to address the issues and we address those issues with resources. Um, some of the resources are not always financial. Sometimes the resources are just having another man that looks like that young boy that that young boy can, can identify with that they can talk to, that they know is a service provider that is a competent service provider who's been trained properly to work with that population. So it, it's... It sometimes is easier or as easy as that. I've been advocating for the last year or so for uh, us to do a better job upstream of putting the right people in the pipeline. I mean, in the schools of social work, in the schools of public health that look like the population that they're going to end up working with when they graduate because that's another void that we have in the service provider network. We don't have enough men that have gone through those same things that, that take that mantle on of providing public health or social work services. Wow, incredible. Thank you for all the work that you do, Alfonso. And uh, keep the good work. Are you ready for the, what is it called, the Raiders coming to Vegas? <laughs> no comment. No comment on that. All right. Well, thank you again. And uh, good luck to you. <laughs>